The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, September 17th, 2018, season 14, episode number 41. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. we got a lot to get into today. Cowboys get a win. They get their first win of the season against the New York Giants on Sunday Night Football. They win 20-13. to We'll break down for you guys everything that went right and went wrong for the Cowboys because there were some things that weren't perfect for them last night. Uh, but they still did have a what why are you looking like that? Yep, kind of late celebrating last night, or what's you sound kind of hoarse here. Hey, you just been, like wooing all the way home from the weekend, stadium. This weekend there's been a lot of barking, there's been a lot mm. of stepping, and a light of a lot of celebration. Alumni so. weekend. Good weekend yeah. for so it's you. Been, huh? I was telling somebody, and Nick will can probably identify with this because I know he has a few teams that he roots for. I got three teams I'm affiliated with. And they all won this weekend, which never happens. It's the third one. The Lobos, you know, my nephew down there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New Mexico. So now I'm I'm, I'm New Mexico, I'm Texas, and I'm I'm, I'm the Cowboys. And and all three got wins this weekend. So I swear (laughs) to God, I really will jump across this table. No, you can't. You can't touch me. (laughs) Can't touch me. All right. But uh, but we got a lot to talk about, though. We do need to get into this Cowboys victory 20-13. Over the Giants. I want to start by just getting a big picture from each of you guys. I want you to tell me. We're going to go across the table. Everybody give me a storyline that they think was the most important storyline coming out of this game. Let's start with you, Dave. Uh, I wish you hadn't done that. Um, Tell you what, let's go with Nick first. Let's go with Nick. Let's go with the elder statesman first. Nick. Mm. Um, The defense... You know, they spread it around. I mean, six different guys getting sacks is means that different guys can can fly around the ball and and you know hurt you. I mean, I think Demarcus Lawrence is the leader, but I think for the most part that whole defense was was doing a good job. Um, you know, the Giants are really really bad, and and they'll, <laughs> they'll pick a quarterback high in the draft. But um, you know, I thought it was I thought they were better than that. I really thought the Giants were better than that. Yeah, I know I picked the Giants to win, but I thought the Giants would be better than that. I think this Cowboys team is, you know, one and one. That's how you get to eight and eight when you do that kind of stuff. Um, oh, you were tuning hit, in for no, sunshine hit, and roses hit, this morning. Nick hit so much in that one little I'm opening sorry. statement. We got we got to dive into no, so much. He defense, has so much. Defense there. looked really really so good. Defense looked good. The right. Offenses will be better than that, but they took advantage of a really bad line. There you go. All right, I feel better about what I was going to say now that Nick <laughs> said that because I, I mean, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. There's no, that was a dominant win, and you don't get a lot of dominant wins in the NFL. So, and I, I mean, okay, whatever. The final margin was seven, even with the muffed extra, even with the Watch muffed the onside kick. Yeah, it, it was never in doubt. Uh, so that's good, but yeah, um, that's not a good Giants team. And so the main takeaway is obviously like the defense was phenomenal, but. How much weight does that really hold? Uh, I got to see it against somebody better. Having said that, combine that with week one. So now, you know, your two-week average is 274 yards per game and 14 and a half um, points per game. I mean, that's got to be close to tops in the league on both fronts. I haven't looked at it yet. We just got into work. But uh, they look suffocating. They look really, really good. All sorts of reason for optimism about that 
having said that to Nick's point, that's, that's not a good team that they played. So, you know, they're not doomsday yet, but certainly a lot of reason to feel optimistic about it. Amber. Um, aside from the defense, I'm hoping that when they come back today and watch film and all that, they can really take a look and realize the things that do work out for this offense. You know, we got to see Dak Prescott be a little more mobile, rushing the ball. And I think that's one of the keys when you don't have a perfect quarterback that can make those perfect throws down the field. It can work for him when you utilize him in those ways. And when you start utilizing Tavon Austin, Ezekiel Elliott, you start giving him the ball and see those things. Clearly, we saw how it started not working for them when they took Tavon Austin out and they started doing different things that it's like, why are you going to change the game when you see it working? And they came back later on, uh, what was it, fourth quarter maybe? That yeah. They started doing it again, what was working. So I'm hoping I, – I saw some positive there from the offense and saw him more confident in Dak Prescott, and I think those are the kind of things that they need to allow him to do in order for him to – Keep that confidence up and keep the offense moving. You almost get the sense, um, and this is probably not accurate, but you get the sense sometimes with the play calling that it's like they'll do things just to kind of shut people up. Everyone's saying all week, throw the ball down the field, get the ball to Austin, run the ball with uh, Dak. And they do these kind of things to kind of like, see, we can do this. But then they kind of revert back to what they really want to do in the second and third quarter. Like this is kind of the way we really want to play. And it doesn't work. Like, there's a reason why. I'm not saying that media is smarter than them, but there's a reason why people are saying throw the ball down the field. Get the ball to, to Austin because the other stuff isn't working. Yeah, it's almost like they do it. And, again, this probably isn't accurate as well, but it just feels like they, they do it because they feel like they only want to do it when they have to do it. Like, at the beginning of the game, they feel like they wanted to get out to a fast start, so they did it. And then they get into this thing where they're like, all right, now we're settling in. Let's do what we really want to do, like right. you said, Nick. And then they get to the end of the game, they're like, we got to have this drive. We need this drive right now. And then, again, they Come go back on. to it. You've lost like, that privilege of not... doing what you want to do. Right. You need to do what you need to do now. And that's Ooh. what I'm going back to. Like, watch ah. the film today, this week. Notice, look at what was working, and keep doing that. Yeah. You don't have no. You lost that privilege. My yeah. favorite thing about Amber is that if given the opportunity, she would walk right into the coach's <laughs> meeting room and say that. No, she, she wouldn't would, give a she crap. She certainly would say that, and I guarantee if she sees them in the hall, she'll probably say it then yeah. too. So, I gotta I, love it. I agree that I mean, God, as good as they look to start. They, I like, I have like a mental lapse from the middle two quarters of that game because I was so bored. Like, just do something. Where, like, did they have a drive longer than five plays after the first two? I don't think so. You, mm -hmm. you kind of yeah. figure sometimes. It, I think I said to you that sounds like looks like the offensive line kind of wears down. You know, this isn't the same line that we've seen where they just kind of overpower people. It's almost like they they wear down just a little bit. Um, you know, cause this is, you know, this is different for, um, uh, Looney to play you know, the, this much and the, and the start and all that. And the same with Connor Williams. So, you know, they're still trying to figure this out too. They, they did a nice job early in the game, but it was hard to kind of sustain that. And, you know, leaning on Damon Harrison for that long, yeah. I mean, it can kind yeah. of wear on you. And that's the fact they, I mean, they, they actually, they didn't give up a sack, so that's better. That that's improvement. Good. Right. But there were, there were plays I saw out there where. 
Looney was having some difficulty with, with Snacks Harrison in the middle of that defense. And there were some plays that, that Lyell didn't look great on the outside. And I'm getting a little, I'm starting to get a little bit concerned about Lyell because I don't think he played great in week one. I don't think he played great yesterday either. And I was expecting, again, this is the fallacy of what we do. You expect that when a guy has a good year, let's say, for example, last year, I thought Lyell played really well. Um, my expectations then are the next year he's going to be even better. And it doesn't always work like that. And I think right now it's starting to worry me just a little bit because he's just not taking that next step beyond where he was last year, no, in my opinion, in the first two games. Nobody's defended him harder than I have over the last year or so. I, yeah, I thought he played – I thought he was outstanding in the second half of last season after some growing pains to yeah. start. Hasn't been good. No way around it. Um Again, I think it's too early. Especially, I mean, you get a win. You ran the ball effectively. You got the job done. I'm not trying to tinker with anything. Um, right? Yeah. No. No need to change change but, it up. And and you know he was he was not great in the first month of last season either. So which, that's not what you want. But maybe it takes him more time than others. I don't know. But I. I can't argue with you. Once but again, for the vets, we're in the preseason right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. we're in the preseason. Yeah. But this, you know, as I wrote last night, I mean, this is, without a doubt, a, a defensive football team. They, they they built this thing to be offensive. They built, you know, this line in the running game, and they drafted really high for a running back to, to have this kind of um, offensive attack. But that's not what this team is anymore. It's not. It's a defensive team, and that's okay. But they're asking the defense to be really, really good they were really, really good last night. Let's see if they can continue to do that. But and I, I just thought, I thought Jeff Heath was flying around the ball. I thought Damian Wilson was flying around. Every time I looked up, they were doing. They were, you know, Barkley's a load, man. That guy. Hey, I'm man. still pissed at Cleveland for not drafting him. They're because, gonna have issues with him for years. Yeah, like, he is a good running back. He yeah. really is. I, I still don't understand why they didn't draft him because he, he was. He's just so dynamic, ready to play week one, ready to go right now. Well, poor Cleveland. If you get your quarterback of the future and the the cornerback that you got at four already has two picks this year. I yeah. Mean, I, I just question whether that'll be a quarterback. Kicker. That'll be a good quarterback for them in the future. That's so Bailey goes to Cleveland? Game. Is that huh? what happens? That's going to happen? Bailey? No, I mean, it hasn't. <laughs> or Minnesota? Or Minnesota? There's a ton of – yeah, Los I've heard Angeles. It's been reported now that Chargers. Minnesota's moving on. I don't – Rams. I mean, Ram, is it the Rams that are moving on? Rams kicker got hurt yesterday. Okay. No, Minnesota – no, the Browns – are expected to, to sign somebody on. else. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I don't they, know. They there, were got, a ton, there were a ton of kicking problems around the NFL. Yeah. I think I had no chance of making that kick. You know, like when they drove down, Cleveland drove down, and he's just confidence wise. And you see it. Yeah. And that's kind of what the Cowboys were fearing with Dan Bailey that it would be, get to that point. You know, yeah. I don't think it would be that bad. I, I want to go so. back to your point real quick, though, because, and I, I'll contradict myself a little bit, I guess, because I don't think that's a very good Giants team. And, as good as the pass rush looked, you got to keep in mind that that Giants offensive line is a wreck. But like all three levels of the defense looked very, very impressive. Yeah. Like your linebackers were flying around. Still more missed tackles than you would prefer. Uh, it seemed. I mean, nobody brought down Saquon Barkley on first contact. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Which easier said than done. I know, but we said that was an important aspect of the game, and they did not do it. But the safeties were all over the place. I mean, Jeff, that that I know he was out of bounds, but the read Jeff Heath yeah. made on that ball in the end zone. Mm -hmm. uh, not they, surprising, though. He does that kind no. of stuff. Like, he just has that ability. They tested that. Byron and Cheeto down the field several times. Cheeto gave up a long one to Sterling Shepard, I think. It wasn't even Odell Beckham, but yeah. it was a just a beautifully placed ball. Like, the coverage was good. Byron didn't give up. I mean, just every all three levels. I think everybody on the defense had at least one play that 
that was really outstanding. It and there was, was no – I don't think I remember a single time when a Giants receiver was running free <clears throat> other than the touchdown there in the – I guess it would have been the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, but they're really – that's the part I think that was great because you're right, the cornerbacks were tested at times. They tried to go downfield, but every time they were in lockstep with those guys. And, uh, and to me, that's still – just a continuation of what we've been seeing during training camp and during the preseason and these first two weeks of the season. They haven't really been tested yet, I don't think, because they haven't run up against an offense that has enough protection for the quarterback to really challenge them and the receivers to challenge them. That might happen in week four against Detroit. But um, I think for, for the tests that they've had so far, they certainly have passed those tests. Like, Yeah, I mean, you can only play who's in front of you. Right. And even in a loss against Carolina, after a sloppy start, they were outstanding there. At 14 and a half points. And actually, for the story I wrote about the defense last night, Sean Lee talked about, you know, I'm, you know, we still got a lot of work to do, all that cliche stuff. But he said, he's like, you know, if you go back to like December of last year when we all got back healthy and they put the young guys in, that's kind of when I started to get an inkling that this defense might be pretty good. And I went back over the last five games of last season, starting with the Redskins win, which was right after the blowout that they lost on Thanksgiving to the right. Chargers. They allowed 60 points in the last five games of the year, which is an average of 12 points something per game. Mm, wow. So, four, you know, they're, you're giving up two you're giving up two touchdowns per game so far this season and less than that in the last five games of last year. So if you want to talk about how the offensive trends go back to last season and that's cause for concern, well, you can add a few more games onto that defense and say, hey, there's a – this is a growing sample size that gives you good cause for optimism. And, you know, to be honest with you, if, if all things being considered and you look at all the different phases of your game and you say, oh, there's a team that's going to be good at this, not good at this, if you give me a team that can play really outstanding defense and can run the ball, I will be okay with the idea that they're not the great pa greatest passing team because at least I've seen that model work. I've seen teams that have won Super Bowls with that kind of model. Not to say this team is in the Super Bowl. I'm not even saying that. But I'm saying that model – that's a model that we've seen work in the NFL, and I'd rather have that model than have a team that can throw the ball all around the yard but has no defense. We've seen that model fail quite a bit. Um, I actually like it if you can get this defense to the point where they're playing at that kind of level. I think we're going to get to the point uh, later in the season, and we're going to say, you know what, that Carolina game, what we learned from that game is that – you know, the, this really good defense had some problems with Cam Newton. That was the problem that they really had. It was this. And it was just early, too. Yeah, but it was this dynamic, unique type of skill set that just not anybody really in the league, not that many players in the league have that. And I think, I mean, the Cowboys will never admit this, but I think they saw that and was like, you know what? Our guy's not that much different than that. He, he doesn't throw the ball that great. He's a big, strong linebacker type body. Do that. You know, and I think that we, you saw that. I mean, just run, you know, read option there and and take off with it. I thought if he if he actually makes different cuts, he probably gets twenty or thirty more yards. So he'll get better at that. And I mean, I, I think we're gonna look, find out that that game right there kind of helped him, and we'll see more of that with that. I I hope you're right. And on it, and I said this this morning on Twitter, Tavon Austin too. He got eighteen snaps, which is up from last week. Still not enough in my more. opinion. He, that, he needs more touches, and I think just uh, I think they motioned him on the fourth down, just, like they just brought him across the formation again, just to give you that mm -hmm. half second. Uh, do more of that too. Like he yep. just he should I, just be involved as a constant threat to touch it, even if he's not going to. What I've said so many times over the last few years, not only that I wanted to see a deep threat like that, but how many times have I told you first series of the game, throw it deep with your guy, even if you don't connect it. What you're showing is is this is what we've got. 
this guy just ran by you. We'll connect on this later. Your safety better watch out. And, of course, it led to a touchdown. But that play can really help you as the season goes on. Next week, you're sitting there in Seattle. That safety knows. There's number 10 out there. That stuff can that really help you. That safety will know. Yeah. He'll definitely know. Oh, yeah. He, he'll, yeah, he'll know. <laughs> He's going to know. He'll know. All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get a little bit deeper into the conversation. Actually, let's take our first break. When we come back, I do want to talk specifically about Dak's day. I want to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Did he get enough touches? Because you look at his overall production yesterday. Pretty good average. But the number of touches that he had was probably a little less than you would think is uh, what you'd expect from a guy like Ezekiel Elliott. But we'll talk about it when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star Talking Cowboys win. Cowboys win, uh, I'm sorry, they win 20-13 uh, to 13 over the Giants on Sunday Night Football. Um, Nick, what you got for us? Oh, Dave. Nothing. Dave Gee, We just talked about this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little bit out of it. It's okay. It was a long I'm night. A little bit out of it. I always say, you know, I don't really want to endorse products that I don't personally really trust and like. And so Jack Black gave us a bunch of soap before training camp started. Got face scrub, got beard oil and beard wash. And I got this awesome charcoal bar of soap that exfoliates my skin. The point I'm trying to make is <laughs> they make awesome soap products for your everyday needs i mean and honestly moisturizing products. i mean you think of something for your skin and they make it and i've tried a lot of it because they gave a bunch of it to me and it's all awesome so you should try jack black their website is getjackblack.com you don't want to confuse them with the actor it's no. a company getjackblack.com go try it out i wouldn't steer you wrong good i stuff. have great taste and jack black <laughs> is is good so go do you ever think there would come a day when you'd be endorsing products 
No. <laughs> I didn't either. Who would take my word for <laughs> right, anything? Exactly yeah. Right. But you should. Rico. But, but you, you should. should. <laughs> you absolutely should. You absolutely should. Okay, let's get back into this. Cowboys versus Giants. Cowboys win 2013. Um, let's dive a little deeper into Dak Prescott. Yesterday was 16 of 25, 64% completion rate, 160 yards, passing, one touchdown, a 95.4 passer. I mean, a QB rating. Um, and then he ran for uh, he ran seven times for 45 yards, which I thought was the best part of what he did yesterday. Mm-hmm. All that being said, we saw some things yesterday that we hadn't seen in the first game. Threw down Phil a few times, connected on one big touchdown. Uh, he ran the ball effectively uh, with the zone read. Uh, here's my question for you guys. Was it enough? What you saw yesterday certainly was enough for them to win yesterday against what you call a bad team, Nick. Is it enough when you start playing the likes of Jacksonville, when you start playing the likes of Philadelphia and a lot of the other teams that are on the schedule that are tougher teams? Is it going to be enough the way that they played offense yesterday? Is that enough for them to continue to win? No. No. I mean, no. that's not enough points in some of those games. And, and you know, he's got to make – He's got to make throws that are there, you know. I mean, I'm sorry, but he's got. I mean, you got a tight end sitting in the back of the end zone, who's got a really big wingspan. You got to get him the football, and he's there, and and you know, there's no reason to overthrow. Now, I understand kind of his mentality. You can tell he's gun shy when it comes to the red zone. Uh, he's not throwing a pick in there. He's really, you know, going to make sure he doesn't do that. So, you know, he, uh, I mean. That- he threw that up there on that wheel route to Beasley in the back corner. That back I, corner, he's gonna throw it in that back corner. It that was I, I did not love that decision. I thought his decision making was pretty good for the most part last night. I did not love that throw, but I think you're right. Overall. Well, he's, he's just gonna yeah, he's gonna throw it back there like that. He's not gonna fire it in there. He I mean he definitely overshot Rico and which is probably good sure for everybody. Rico was in the right place? I'm just asking. What, back of the end zone, wide open, ready wide with your open. hands up? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I'm just if asking. Not, I don't know. I'm if not, asking. then, no. if he didn't run the right route, then you know what? Change the play. Because <laughs> the play was right. That, right. Yeah, whatever he, happened, he that's ran what it. he should have done. Yeah, that's the biggest target you could possibly get, too. But going, going back to, to your question... What were you going to say? What would have happened to the internet? I mean, it would have broken. Yeah, that's what I was kind of relieved he overthrew it because I wouldn't have been able to use Twitter for the rest of the night. You've just been flipping. Place would have just gone nuts. Scoreboard probably falls down, which isn't good. Let's hope not. Yeah, well, that never happens there. Yeah, right. I'm just saying it it would have been nuts if he would have caught that pass. It would have been nuts. Now, what if he would have dropped it? Mm, <laughs> a little less nuts, but still pretty nuts. Press box would have gone nuts. I can oh, promise no you that. that. Hill. What were you going to say? I Remember? was uh, going back to your question. As far as is this enough? I don't think so, but it's definitely the right step, a step to the right direction. And I think this, and you kept saying, we can keep arguing about this, whether it was a must win or not. Must, not win. A must win. I don't care what you say. I <laughs> definitely believe it was a must win. Just because of the confidence. I think that we, I mean, imagine how much it would have sucked had they lost this game and their confidence. I mean, that that is just what they needed, especially going up against the Seahawks this upcoming week. You needed to gain that confidence back. And Dak Prescott, I feel that he did gain some of that. And the way he was moving around and also not really overthinking, you didn't see him just staying there in the pocket, really, you know, thinking what to do and then messing it up. He he was making some decisions, and sometimes it went his way, sometimes it didn't. But it's still, it still, it, it goes along. And when you look at the defense, look how much, that, how good that energy is within the group and how that um, 
infects everyone else and it just it keeps going it keeps growing so that's the kind of things you need and when they start doing those things you start progressing now is it to that level yet I don't know. And and to be honest with you, maybe it doesn't have to be that level right now. I do believe that you mentioned Seattle, and I've had that conversation, I think, with each of you at some point over the last day about Seattle. I personally don't know if I'm believing that Seattle's as good as they've been in the past. I want to see how they play tonight. But last week they certainly didn't yeah. impress me, and they've lost a lot of guys, including now their top receiver who, you know, they already didn't have, a, I don't think, a great contingent of receivers. They lost their top one. I just I'm not convinced that Seattle is the Seattle that we've been used to seeing. They're definitely not. You know? But this go I mean this is a philosophical conversation that I thought about starting with you in the last segment cuz you're like, "Oh, I'll take a great defense and an adequate offense cuz I've seen that work." And you're right, but if you have one of those transcendent quarterbacks, you're in any game. Like we I mean this Oh, absolutely. This I'm- team I think if there's one thing I feel comfortable saying, even after two games, and it's kind of like what I said last week, is like when the, when the game plan's working and when the Cowboys are throwing punches, it's a great formula. Yeah, but I don't know that this team is designed to dig out of holes and f- fix it when it's going bad. And when you have a player like Russell Wilson, you can do that. Yes, but here's the deal. The fact of the matter is right now there are maybe – five transcendent quarterbacks. Oh, no, no, in the no. You're, no, don't, yeah. don't mistake my argument. I'm okay. not like, I, I'm not worried that Dak is not that quarterback. I think it's harder I'm to, just it's saying. almost harder to find that transcendent quarterback and get him on your team yeah. than it is to find and, and create a good defense, a really good defense. I'm just saying you still have to account for that. And the Cowboys aren't there themselves right now, but the Seahawks might be because they have a quarterback that's on that level. Right. That's a different conversation. Um, I thought Dak was fine. Like he was fine. I re- like I th- I agree with what you said. I like and the way you say it too. He was fine. He was fine. <laughs> He's fine. like we should not be. We should not just be hyping it up like right. this transcendent performance. You shouldn't be killing the guy either. I really, I thought he looked confident and determined. Like he comes right out of the gate and fires a slant to Alan Hearns on the you know first throw of the game. Then goes deep. Even you know his deep ball to Gallup wasn't complete, but I I, I didn't think it was a terrible throw. Yeah. Um, he had a great completion on a third and 10 to Deontay Thompson, which mm-hmm. it was it was solid coverage. He was yeah. not wide open, but he fired it right in there and hit him in stride. Yep. Then he misses Rico Gathers, and he maybe a questionable throw to Cole Beasley in the end zone. Uh, the, on the, the, you know, the game-clinching touchdown drive, he had a, a nice third-down conversion to Cole as well. So there were four or five really nice throws last night, and probably three or four not very good. Um and then factor that in with 50 rushing yards, I thought he was fine. I think Dak and Tavon need to have an impact like that in the running game damn near every week, in my opinion. Uh, It keeps defenses honest. It keeps the wear and tear down on Zeke and allows him to compliment them a little bit. Um, Passing game's got to be better, but not like a ton better. I think, you know, if he hits Rico... And maybe one of—I mean, if he finishes, you feel great about the night if he hit Rico. If he play, finishes, right? if he finishes seven, it was an eleven-yard pass. So if he if he finishes seventeen for twenty-five for one seventy-one and two touchdowns, on top of the running, I think people even—I know that sounds dumb, but I think people feel a lot better. Um, yep. And you can't have those plays back. I get it, but there's enough there to feel encouraged about. You I want think. him to take what's there. I think that's what you really care about at the end of the day. Don't he doesn't necessarily have to be that quarterback that manufactures a whole lot in the passing game, but if it's there and available to you. That was the part that I think most of us criticized last week 
was that there were opportunities that were sitting in front of him that he didn't, he wasn't able to take advantage of. That's the ones that you really want him to be able to hit. Don't have to be Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to be Drew Brees. Just take what's there. If it's there, take it. And if not, then move on to punt and move on to, to another series. Right? If he just hits Rico, then we would be saying that right now. Right. We'd uh-huh. be like, he hit he hit all the easy plays. He yeah. did what the defense gave him. And so still got some work to do. Um, it wasn't great by any stretch. We've seen him play a lot better, but... Yeah. It was a, it was an improvement from week one, so that's a start. All right, let's talk a little bit about Ezekiel Elliott. He had uh, 17 carries, 78 yards, 4.6 average, and a touchdown. Um, he caught five of six targets, uh, but only nine yards on those catches, uh, 1.8 average. <clears throat> Looks to me like that was, if you think about it, it's only 22 touches. That I would have said at the beginning of the season, there would probably not be a game where he had Especially if you told me what what this offense looked like, I would probably think there wouldn't be a game where he had less than 25 touches. Uh, Do you think this is underutilization of Ezekiel Elliott, or do you think it just played out that way in the game and this is what you had, this is what you were presented with? I mean, I don't know when else he could have gotten the ball. I mean, they they were – that was part of the game plan. And Landon Collins kind of gave away the game plan. Obviously, they're going to go and and try to stop him. So, um, you know, I – Everyone always says they should have run the ball more. You would run the ball more if you're moving the sticks, and that's and and I thought they did a pretty good job with that. Um, there was a there was a part part in the second drive where there was five consecutive first down plays. You know they they were twelve nine ten, and I thought that, that really helped open things up later for for Zeke. But you know it was not a easy day to run. It never has been really against the Giants. Um, even though they've changed defensive fronts, they still are, always make it tough on him. So. Uh, I thought it was it was pretty good. I don't know about under, was really good. Yeah, I don't know about underutilization. I, I thought it was it was pretty good. And um, you know they they tried to run it out and you know run out the clock a little bit with him, and he kind of warmed down there later on in the game. So I thought it was good. Yeah the 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 touchdown drive was super encouraging because it's what yeah. Garrett talks about all the time that you know you bang on them enough times they're worn out. Nineteen yard gain against that uh, you know against snacks on that drive and then. The, the touchdown was phenomenal. I mean, that was all Zeke. It was second yeah. and third effort. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just being better than everybody and being fresh when everybody else is tired. So, yeah, I'd like to see more than 17 carries, but I'm not going to quibble about it. Pat, I mean, passing game is just uh, come on. So I hate it. You know, I hate it. I I can talk about it till I'm blue in the face. But at this point, like I said last week, like you lose the benefit of the doubt. I'm. I'm now just I'm making peace with the thought that this is what it's going to be. Like, why aren't they doing it yet if they were going to do it at all? Like, they, I'm I'm no, I'm just like you see Barkley, sixteen, sixteen yeah. targets and fourteen catches, and like they weren't it wasn't anything crazy with him either. But every single time Zeke goes out when for I, a pass, when I was looking at the stats last night and saw that, I'm like, oh. They did with Barkley what they wanted eh, them to do. With honestly, Elliot no, a little bit. that's that's overkill because they couldn't get anything going in the run game. I don't even want 16 targets for Zeke. How about, I mean, honestly, the targets and receptions is great. Six and five. Can we do something other than screens? And Zeke is always he's always at the line of scrimmage. And half the time his back is turned to the line of scrimmage when he gets the ball. And I think that's dumb. Yeah. And I. I will say this, though. I mean, I look at at what they did last night. I think that's what any team should do. When you have a player that's as good as Ezekiel Elliott, as good as Saquon Barkley, if you're having a hard time running the ball with them, 
then I have no problem with the idea of them getting 14 catches. They should get 14 catches because to me, that's how maybe you can get your offense rolling because guess what? The best thing that the Giants did last night last night offensively was get the ball in Saquon Barkley's hands out on the outside. It didn't end up getting the points and the yards that they really wanted, but it was the best thing that they did. And I think when you've got a player that's that much better than, than your other players, he is that much of a weapon, getting him out in space with the ball is never a bad this thing. This is such a basketball-type reference, but you know, a lot of guys can make – plays without it showing up in the stat sheet what one of his best plays is not a stat but when he took that ball and didn't didn't get freaked out by Landon Collins being right there pitches it to Tavon and then mm-hmm. lowers the shoulder and and actually crushed uh Landon Collins to yeah. the ground yeah perfect pitch that had disaster written all over it with Landon Collins just blasting through the play right there. But he did a nice job of keeping the pitch available and then lowering the shoulder. That's where the toughness comes in. It's not a stat at all. It's not even a carry. It's nothing. But he certainly, you know, his strength and his poise actually came into play. That was that, my favorite play of the entire game. Knocking yeah. him down like that? Yeah. That was that was really good play. I mean, did you think about that? You would be like, He didn't hesitate yeah. at all. No. No hesitation. Yeah, and that's what being a big, strong guy will do. Like, all exactly right, right. it's gonna hurt, but not, okay. And then yeah. Tavon Austin got 15 yards and didn't get any more carries after that. It's interesting. You know, actually, <laughs> speaking of which, you think about it like this: there were um, <clears throat> every every series last night where Tavon Austin touched the ball, they scored. There were only three of those. It's it's just kind of, and I know that's just coincidence. Don't get me wrong; it's just coincidence. But I do think there is something to the fact that when Tavon Austin is involved in this offense, this offense is going to be better. They got to figure out ways to keep him involved throughout the entire game. It can't just be in spurts. I'm not saying he needs to play 100 percent of the snaps, but he can do far better than 34. Absolutely. Especially, I mean, who in this receiver core is just really jumping out at you? Cole Cole Beasley's off to a pretty nice start this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Deontay Thompson. Okay, but like, no, I mean, these guys aren't lighting the world on fire. Terrence Williams is MIA. Uh, we can get to that, but <laughs> maybe we'll wait. Maybe we'll wait and get to that when we have a little more clarity. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, the Cowboys are rumored to be talking with Bryce Butler. Nobody really has a clear idea why. Well, to get you can only you only left to assume, right? We will have hopefully have some resolution as the week goes. About but to get loud in the locker room. I don't know. Bryce coming back. Music. Music. Rapping. Yelling. Yelling. <laughs> being Bryce. Um, Amber! <laughs> yep. Um, I, I mean, he, he's, he's been the best receiver. He, uh, Beasley's been the best receiver, but Tavon's been in the conversation, and he's only had, I think he's got eight touches so far this year. No, per, if you do it by, like, you know, you kind of delimit it by, the number of touches or yeah. number of times on the field, yeah. it's no question that yeah. Tavon Austin is the best receiving and, weapon they got. And both of his catches were down the field. I mean, yeah, obviously absolutely. the bomb, but then, you know, he had a nice comeback route. So, yeah. like, he can do these things yes. that they showed in training camp. So do it. Use him. Use, Which, I, and to me, it just doesn't make sense why you wouldn't be using him all the time. Him, him, him and Zeke both. I mean, the fact that – so what? Zeke had 17 receiving yards last week. So Zeke is at 26 yards through two games. Come on, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right, let's take uh, let's take uh, our final break. When we come back, let's dive a little more into this defense and the really exceptional game they had yesterday. Really, two weeks I think of exceptional play. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. 
Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. I say it all the time on the field. When somebody gives you a present, you know, fumbles the ball in the red zone or something, take advantage of it. When they give you a present, open the gift. We got presents. We're going to open the gift. We Tommy John. So excited. Tommy Thanks John. Tommy John. Best underwear on the planet. It really is. You can get 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. But check hey, out what we've got look, here, Dave. Look at this. I mean, sweet. I can already see the screenshots right now. The other side. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> see, all right. See, now, the ones that we've been promoting this whole time, like, I don't have, until right now, Cowboys style. No, I have underwear. one. I, I have got the one, basics. One, oh, Amber. I, I was what? Okay, okay. Stay away from my quick draw <laughs> pouch, bro. <laughs> was, okay, AC so, yeah, axis. You okay. got, yeah, you got the, I'm, I mean. I'm Okay. Very soft material. Very, very nice. soft material. You That's the best part it? about yes. it. Imagine going to work on Victory Monday with these bad boys, yeah. keeping yeah. you comfortable, huh? No doubt. Yeah, and, and nobody thing, knows why you're smiling. And the thing smiling. is, is Tommy <laughs> John. Tommy John is really excited with the fact that there's four of these here, and not everyone. Uh, everyone has one. No one's left out. Amber's yes. got some. We're not going to. They're ladies. I'll, I'll say this. I'm not going to show it, but it is one of the softest underwear i've ever felt in my life and i like soft material okay soft is always they also, nice in most you. things the thing about the thing oh god yes, the thing about it's tom, very nice tommy john is that <laughs> it it um more than just the underwear they also have the t-shirts and stuff like that that stuff's really good i think yeah? you got some yeah. in there as well so yeah. tommy john thanks awesome tommy stuff. john thank you tommy john this is All good right. stuff and so we will definitely uh have some some smiles i guess on game day is this game day or or Victory Monday that we would it's, that you would think this is a good time. This feels out. like Victory Monday That's underwear victory to Monday me. Kinda, maybe maybe game day. I maybe don't know. game day when you kind of just getting yourself ready to go. Okay, either way. All right, Quality let's product. jump back in. Uh, we've talked about the offense quite a bit today. 
Uh, I do think, though, we do need to get into this defense because, <clears throat> as we've already kind of animated, this, this defense was the best part of what they did yesterday. And it's led by, in my opinion, Demarcus Lawrence. I just love what they're doing up front right now. Those guys are getting after it. And it seems like it's every game where they're just bringing tons of pressure. They did The sacks didn't reflect how much they were getting after Carolina in week one. Last night, they definitely showed up on the stat sheet when it came to six sacks. And six sacks by six different players, which I was talking to one of our HR, I mean, one of our PR guys, and he was like, "Honestly, I don't even know how we're going to find this stat. It's a hard thing they to figure it. out." They did first time since when was the last time? 1997. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Were you born? Yeah. You were born barely. <laughs> to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> barely. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. been a while. It, you know, just, it well. just shows that that you know, like I said earlier, just. They're they're being uh, creative and and how they're getting there too. I mean, the different blitzes. I mean, I think the uh, the fact that you're seeing different guys like uh, not just pass rushers, but in the last two weeks, Jalen Smith has a sack. Damian Wilson had a really key play in the game. Um, I thought that that kind of I don't know about changing the momentum, but really, you know, you just expected coming out of the, th- the second half that the Giants would go down and probably score, and they had a good field position. And that, that play really changed all of that, led to a field goal. I told you, though, I thought it should have been four-down territory for the Cowboys. But, um, I didn't agree with that. Well, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, but then again, I mean, because it's a, you know, Linehan, they don't feel that way. They, they, they don't feel like they have problems on offense, which is a problem. But, you know, it's the opposite for me. Like, I feel like they do have problems on offense, so you, get a, you, don't, have a, you don't have the luxury – of being able to be flip about points. If you've got a chance at a field goal, you don't just say, well, we're going for four downs, and if we don't get it, so what? No, no, no. You need the three because you might not be back there. Right. So and you're trusting me, you, you're trusting that your three is money. And I and I watched the yeah, league. That's true. And I that's and true. he's never made a kick yet, so I'm still not <laughs> thinking that he's gonna make but he's a got, kick. It's not until he gets opportunities that we're gonna see. And he did. Like, good job for right. him. I will I mean, you gotta feel good about the fact, and I, again, it's early, but if if you can get to twenty points, which hopefully you can do in the NFL, you feel pretty good about your ability to hold on to it with the way these guys have looked. I mean, no nine, nine sacks in two games, 274 yards. 30. Is that lead the league? Nine? I don't uh, – honestly, like most of those websites haven't updated their probably stats. This, yeah. yeah. Um, it probably doesn't if I had to guess. I mean, the Panthers had six last week. That's so what they, I don't know. Yeah. But it's got to be close. Uh, and Definitely on top, top five, ten. On top of that, every position group on the defense had a pressure last night. Kayvon had a sack from safety. Obviously, your pass rushers. Damian Wilson had a sack. Anthony Brown even had a pressure on a corner blitz, which you can tell me that that's Rod Marinelli all you want, and I don't believe you, which Sean Lee was like, well, you know, Rod's Rod's done that stuff before, and he has. Not at this clip. I vividly remember in 2015 when they beat the Redskins on Monday Night Football, they blitzed a lot in that game, and but that's like it. So don't try to tell me that like this just reeks of Chris Richard to me, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. Uh, they look, they look active and like you flying around. Like I mean, everybody's flying around. And yes, they had some trouble tackling last night, but after every missed tackle, there were about five guys on top of Saquon Barkley right after. So. They're flowing of the ball. They look impressive. Wait, how about Jalen Smith? He, I mean, what a beast. What a beast. I am so excited to see him play this way. Yep. And how he, I mean, I, I bet um, Eli, he's, he, Jalen took his breath away, literally. Like, uh, after that hit. Which, it was a ton of fun, and that's going to steal the headlines, and it's all the memes. 
But way more exciting to me than that was like it might it might have been the first play of the game. Saquon Barkley went off left tackle, yep. and mm-hmm. Jalen just ran him down. Four yard yep. loss. That's uh, a big play. And yep. I mean the the speed yeah. is just amazing. It's back, um, yeah, it's, it's back. No it doubt. looks really encouraging. I, I was just waiting for a penalty there. I don't. He did nothing wrong, but I just like if you hit a quarterback, an established quarterback, really hard, something's got to be wrong. Doesn't it just seem like it? Oh man, you can't do that. And it was it was a huge hit. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. I wish you know. I mean, don't uh, get out of the pocket like that. You were asking for it. Green Bay absolutely lost a football game yesterday because of a a a rule like that. When Mm -hmm. what's his name? Um, Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews for the second week in a row. I mean, that wasn't happy. (laughs) He was not happy. Yeah. What's funny is that th- this rule about, you know, putting your body weight on a quarterback, I mean, that's going to happen where a safety is going to be doing that and hit da- um, Cam Newton like that. And it's like, you've got, you're way more than me. Like, you know, like. <laughs> I haven't even, Cam took a dirty shot uh, by all accounts yesterday. I haven't seen the replay yet, but so I don't, I don't know where I'm going. Going, going back to the, the, this defense, and, and I thought this was a really big game because. <clears throat> You know, we've we've talked about it. I don't think it's dead yet. I mean, if they if they decide that they want some an upgrade at safety and if they want to, you know, make a move, they can still do that. Um, I think after this weekend, it could happen. You know, but they had to win this game. You cannot be zero and two and be like, all right, now you go to Seattle. You could be zero and three. You don't want to give up any draft pick because you don't know how bad you're going to be. This was a really big game to see. All right, what do we have? Our offense is pretty it's okay it's average and the defense is above average you could maybe get a player that that could make your deep because you're gonna have to win games with an exceptional defense and i think they're really good i think you can get exceptional though and i think the other side of that is also true i think if they should have some struggles tonight if seattle has some struggles tonight and then the cowboys go to seattle and beat them as well then I think that could also, on the other side, make them say, what are we playing for right now? Oh, you're talking about yeah. – I was just talking so, in general. I'm, I'm saying – you're, you're, you're actually specifically – okay. I'm, I'm talking about it from the standpoint of it has to be a two-way deal. Everybody's got to get Everybody's got to get involved in this I was just talking thing. about making a trade. No, you, you, you mean that about, guy? Yes, that guy. I'm talking – Well, who would you trade for yeah. if not that guy? Oh, I mean, there's a lot of safeties in the league. Everybody's got four. We can go down the list. Everyone's go got team. four. And, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, bring them home. Yeah. What is it? Phone home? Yeah. Let's go. I, I, I think that this is nothing against the safeties they, that they have. I thought Kayvon's pr- pretty good. He, missed he did a few miss ta- a lot of time. He, he missed a few tackles, tackles out there. But, you know, like his role would be perfectly fine if, if, it was, if he was the third safety. Yep. Yeah. I, really, yeah. I, I love him I being the third safety. Play a lot on special teams. Come into the game. You're a physical, you know, box player. He'd be great. Same with Xavier Woods when he comes back. There's a good role for these guys. He actually plays in the slot. You could get better than what you have with maybe Anthony Brown. How unlike our? How, how often do you just see blockbuster player trades in the NFL? It's, it's, no, 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 just let, let me make the not, whole point. Not a lot. Not a lot, but but more lately. I think yes. every season you see a couple. How often? And I'm. Th- this is going to be good. So just bear with me. Right. But just how often do you see that happen once the season has started? Not as much. So, if against all odds it does happen, I'm going to go on record and say I'm going to buy Nick a cookie cake for all of his hard work and determination to see this thing. So you through. think you think Nick will have influenced that if it actually happens? Uh, no, just it's just, like it's Amber's theory of just, just putting it into the ether. Just when <laughs> you put it into the ether and it comes back to you. Right? To quote Shia LaBeouf, "Don't let your dreams be dreams." You know, so we'll just you know we'll have a cookie cake party. Make it ice cream if it happens. 
No, cookie. It's Nick's. Well, uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. Cookie cake, ice cream. We're making cake. a decision for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'd rather just have a 12 pack of beer. I don't know. But All I know we'll is that sugar, sugar isn't always Nick's friend, so it it's might true. not be a good idea <laughs> to, yeah. to do the cookie Krispy or the ice cream. cream donuts. Right. That might be a bad idea. But you look at this defense last night. Think about this. They held New York to a punt on the first five possessions. They didn't allow them past midfield in the first half, in the entire wow. first half. They forced the fumble in the third quarter, so they're getting turnovers. They had the six sacks. It seems like all the different things, measures you look at, for what a defense does and how you want to evaluate their performance, they did it. So here's my question. Hmm. What is this defense not doing well where they need to improve? Well, before, we, before we get to that, <laughs> yeah. before we get to that, um, we just talked Which, about a bunch of food. Yeah, These these two guys, I mean, Taco, Cheeto, th- seriously, they both play. Somebody stopped Odell Beckham from doing anything. Yeah. They, they covered him well. And Taco. Byron, too. Don't By, throw, yeah, Byron, throw Byron. Byron did not. Those corners are doing really yeah. well. But I, I really like what Cheeto's bringing on the outside. I think he, he is a physical presence they just haven't had. Same with Byron. Taco Charlton, though, he's really taken that next level. We're not even talking about the fact that I think your most freakish defensive player Isn't with the yet. best talent is not here yet <laughs> like that he might be no oh. i still don't think so i don't think that's true i think your most freakish defensive player is was inactive in randy gregory and if randy gregory comes back and does the snaps that dorrance armstrong was getting wow mm. um nasty actually yeah. i wasn't talking about earl thomas i meant david irving by the way Actually, and we forget about David Irving. And David Irving, you're right. When it comes to he's mm. missed time in seasons before. Mm. He gets in there and for some reason, mm. he, as soon as he gets in there, that's he makes an it. <laughs> he makes an he makes an impact, right? No. I mean, so, yeah, imagine that's, if you I had like all three actually. of those guys yeah. with what you have. You yeah. replace Kayvon with with whoever that guy, somebody. You replace Dorrance Armstrong with that guy, and you replace um, probably Antoine Woods. No. What, replace Antoine no, Woods? Antoine no, Antoine Woods is going to be here. He's a hot boy. Repl- no, oh, no, no. oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, once, you make, once you're a hot boy, you can't Time be out. Not, de-hot boyed. I mean, yeah, I didn't, I'm not cutting Dorrance <laughs> Armstrong either. I'm saying, I'm talking about in your rotation okay. of third and eight, we got to get off the field. You. You're looking at Gregory. You're looking at D-Law, Irving, Tyrone Crawford, maybe Taco in there as well. You got that guy out at safety. Maybe. We're just putting them here. We're just putting yes. them here already. It's going to happen. I want my damn cookie Look, cake. Nick is putting it out in the ether, man. I'm telling you, he's just putting I, it out there. I'm like I Cookie said, cake. This is a bad Giants team, and I don't want to overreact for the millionth time, but it's <laughs> awful. I mean, it's, it is encouraging, and it's not crazy to think that this could be the first time that the Dallas defense is an asset that's going to help them win games, like actively win games for the first time in a long time. Can I make just one slight adjustment to that? Or at least I'll make the point, and you guys tell me. I could be crazy on this one. I know you guys say the Giants aren't a good team. Have we thought about the fact that last week they played what might be the best team in the NFL mm-hmm. in the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah, and good. played them to five-point deficit, right? And then they play the Cowboys this week. And again, I'm not saying Cowboys are great, but could the Cowboys be better than what you're thinking? And the Giants could be a pretty good team. They just played two... It's, equally good you know teams. you know one much better than last that. year it was a similar game 19 to 3 cowboys week one of the season and you know you kind of thought wow this is really good because the giants were good last year and we were kind of three of us kind of were like this is a really good win and it was a good win but amber was saying you know right. i i saw some issues there now it was still a good win but the fact of like you know you could see some problems yeah but th- 
Are you talking about for the Cowboys or for the Giants? Well, I'm talking about really for the for the Cowboys, okay. but because we didn't really think the Giants were going to go four and twelve. Yeah, and the wheels fell off after that for they, them because of the players that they lost. They did. So, but my point is, is that sometimes still early in the year like that, it's hard to tell what's right. going to happen. Sure. You can still see some issues. We see some issues on offense here. Defense looks pretty good. It'll get better. They'll face some better teams, but you know, just different types of challenges. I think you've got a combination of week one and week two quarterback. You have a combination of that in week three. You got a better passer. You got a mobile guy. He's not going to drag defenders like that, but he's going to get away from him. Yeah, but you don't. Honestly, I, I think these next two weeks, I think the Cowboys will face what they've already faced from the standpoint that they will be teams that that are really good at something, something whatever that yeah. thing is. Like Detroit, the challenge is going to be they got some good receivers over there in Detroit, right? Yeah. And with Seattle's going to be you're probably going to face the best quarterback you've faced so far this year. So there, there's kind of different, but all of them have their warts, just like the Cowboys have their warts. It's not until you get into the month of October that you're going to face some teams there that have that do a few things well, yeah. a few things really well, well which, and then you got to try to stop that, right? Iron. I mean, we say we say it all the time, like, oh, don't don't try to assign wins and losses before the season starts. I mean, the Bucks are two and zero, no doubt. December just got harder. The Texans are zero and two. Now, of course, if Jameis comes back, then maybe. No, maybe that's not no. as hard. I want to. I want to. I want to. I'm just saying that kid. No, o- I'm sorry. Fitzpatrick is playing his butt off. If they don't, if they do sit him, I mean, you're kind of hoping if you're a Cowboys fan that by December he's not playing anymore. Cause trust me, he's playing better than Jameis has played since he's been in ten. Trust me, when a guy gets hurt, he comes back at quarterback. <laughs> he keeps his job, right? It doesn't Always. matter how well the guy's playing. Always. You keep your job. Right? Always. You don't get. You can't lose your job to injury. Nope. nope Isn't that the, nope. the same? I want to. I want to steal just one more. Th- I love this stat. It's from a Giants beat reporter, actually, Dan Duggan. Uh, the Giants had 255 yards last night. 108 of those came on their last two drives when the Cowboys were very clearly, basically playing prevent, which mm. I don't like. But that's. Yeah. I mean, they went into when the Cowboys went up 20 to three. The Giants had. What's that? I can't do math. They had like 150 yards of offense. I mean, it's awesome. I I get it. It's frustrating when you when you're having this great success and then all of a sudden it, the score looks a lot closer than the game really was. But the only way we saw this, and you guys were barely born, but I mean, we saw this game 2005. I don't know if you remember that game against the Redskins, Week Two, barely night. born. I'm just it's kidding. In high school. I know. I mean, okay. two thousand. I think it was two thousand five. Remember they they thirteen nothing over the Redskins. They had the, the triplets and the Ring of Honor. It was a great night. All of a sudden, Mark Brunel hit Santana Moss oh, on two deep touchdowns. Yeah. Boom, boom. You lose fourteen thirteen. Yep. The only way you're going to lose is if you give up something cheap and quick. And, just, and, and exactly then what you he's got to you got to play the clock and grind it. Ingram, 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 Barkley, 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 touchdown. And then Blake Jarwin with his great hands misses the play. And they blah, blah, blah. The clock is on your on your team at that point. You got to use it right. Yeah. Which, from the time is Blake Jarwin giving you anything, is he doing anything? Oh. I mean, seriously. I mean, I, what does he do? He um, I I, he I know made he, his case to not be on hands team. Right. And, and, <laughs> and I don't want to just say that because that's what we think about. But I mean, well, you know, but no, honestly. At this point, what you're getting is you're getting what you kind of expected you would get from the tight end position. You knew what you'd get from Swain. He was going to be solid, right? And that's what you're kind of getting from him. But you didn't ex- – did you really expect that Jarwin was going to bust on the scene and give you anything? Did you no. really expect that Which after role? you watched the rookie in training camp, I'd expected nothing from him. So If you want to do this, we can't – I mean, honestly, 
Jeff Swaim is acquitting himself quite nicely, I think. I mean, he's not going to catch 60 passes for 600 yards like but Jason. But he's doing what you expect. No, I mean, he, yeah. he had several really key blocks that yes. opened up other plays. Yep. Last week caught some passes. Yeah. He was open in the end zone on yeah. one play. But, yeah, I but think like, he's doing his job. Why do we have to do this 12 and 13 personnel stuff? Like, why, why are they going out there in an empty set with two tight ends? Why? Yes. Why? Yeah. yeah. Get why why can't they get smaller and spread the field? Yep. I, I I don't know. I Those are it. the opportunities where I'm like, if you want to find a reason, uh, a way to get Tavon Austin on the field, there you go, right there. Get the two tight ends um, off the field. I want to spread it out anyway. I wanted to do it last year with Ryan Switzer, and they, I mean, and Tavon Austin, it certainly appears to be better than Ryan Switzer. I just I don't understand it, and I've never I've never designed a game plan in my life. I bet I would be sucky at it. But I, I, the only I just thing I don't like it at all. The only thing I could think of is that it's it's their way of being able to force a particular personnel group onto the field. So if they want to keep linebackers on the field rather than extra DBs, that's a way to do it. You show 12 personnel and then you spread them out. Now, again, that's the only thing I can think of that why would be a worse. Want, why do you want why why do you want linebackers on the field instead of DBs when you have a 220 pound running back and a 230 pound quarterback? Let's see. Okay. If, I, well, I they're your, not a, at that point. The running back I, isn't in the backfield. I get your so, point. I get your point yeah. there. But the, the problem is, is your your tight ends that you have aren't these dual threat tight ends where you're like, oh, you want to bring linebackers? Watch this. I'm going to spread Swaim here, Jarwin and here. You're not going to cover downfield. This yeah. isn't Ingram. They yeah. can't do that kind no, of I'm, stuff. No, I'm with you. I agree. Right. I'm saying that's the only that's the thing only I thing. can come up with yeah. that makes it to where it's like, okay, that could be and, a reason why they would do it. I still don't get the logic I'm, of it, but that would be the only thing I can think I, of. I'm telling you, and I, I've said this a couple weeks ago. I'm going to say it again. I really think this team needs to utilize Jameez Olawali more. I think he can be a versatile fullback. I think he can get the ball in the backfield. I think he can do those types of things that you want yep. and with a little bit of versatility. I, I, they're not utilizing him enough, and I think he can be a more of a lead blocker, yep. but he also can play that H-back role tight end. I, they're not using him a lot. Now, he played more this week, did some blocking. I still think that there's a role for him. Yeah, I think they have to find a way, in my opinion, if they're looking for ways to get those receivers on the field and involve more, it means taking the tight ends off the field, and I think that's better for this team overall. I think AG made a really good point at the top of the show, which is like there's a difference between what they want to do and what they need to do. No, she said they've given up the – they have lost your privilege. Lost well, okay, well, <laughs> to be able to do what they want Unfortunately, to do. she's wrong about that. Like they can do whatever the hell they want. There's only like one or two people that have the power to change that. But well, it's pretty easy. Do you want to win or do you want to lose? Please, let's get you into this meeting room. <laughs> let's get you in there. But I, so I, yeah. there's, there's what they, what they want to do is that stuff, and I don't think it works very well. And we've got a two game sample size to back me up on that. So we'll see where it goes from here. Well, we'll see how it goes. They got some, uh, some challenges coming up. I think the fact is though that these next two weeks they do have a little bit of a reprieve to try to figure some other things out because they're not playing great teams. They're playing teams that are probably where they are. Pretty good, have some things they do well, also have some warts. I think these next two weeks, you got to try to figure some of that out before you get into the meteor schedule. This ain't college football, man. That's not how this works. What do you mean? I mean, like, every week is going to, like, 
No, reprieve going on the road to Seattle. No, no, no. no. You don't understand no. what I'm saying. That's not what I was saying. The point of what <laughs> I'm saying is, you're not, yes, you're not going up against the best teams in the league these next two weeks. You're going up against good teams that have certain things that they do really well that you're going to have to defend and certain ways that you may be able to exploit them, but you also can get exploited. But they aren't the best teams in the league you're facing these next two weeks. So you do have a little room to figure some things out before you have to face a team like Jacksonville, before you have some other teams that are on your schedule that are much tougher competition than what you what you face so far you know you know, like i said earlier on you know you're one and one with these two games you have a good chance probably you could be two and two there yeah. that's just how it works you just, <laughs> you just build in just work your way right on up to eight and eight is that what you're saying yes that's the way it, that's yeah. the way it's looking right now let's but hope not let's hope not let's hope not all right we appreciate you guys joining us we're back tomorrow we'll give you a big picture look around the nfl around the nfc east and get you guys ready uh start getting you ready for the cowboys versus the seahawks till then for nick even dave hellman amber garcia i'm Derek eagleton this has been the break live on dallascowboys.com radio this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?